Hello, and welcome back to Unmarvelous, a podcast about two millennials that are watching the Marvel movies for the very first time. I'm Graham. I'm Amy. And today we're going to be talking about old Cappy America. Captain America. Yeah. Old Captain Britches. So good. We, we kind of skipped this part on yeah, the last yeah. episode. Do we want us I think so. to start yeah. with... <laughs> You're already agreeing with me. I don't know that the listeners understand our. I don't care. I know though. Here. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. Probably. Uh, we're we're pretty good at understanding each other without actually saying I mean, the full things. That's what happens when you have lived together for what ten years. Yeah. So we'll start off with what we knew about Captain America before we watched the movie, and I'll go first because uh, here's mine. Nothing. <laughs> I knew what he looked like. That's it. Did you even know his real name? Or like nope. his his non-alias? Nope. Nothing at all. Nothing at all? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Feels like I'm wearing nothing, nothing at, at all. all. Stupid sexy Flanders. <laughs> okay, well then I can fill in. Captain America was one of the superheroes that I knew a little bit more about, I think, growing up. Um... I do remember that my brother and I, we used to have a Sega Game Gear. Do you, do you know what that is? I do. I got to play one on an airplane one time. Ooh. A young child next to me while I was also a young child. Let me borrow it. Yeah, I'm glad you, had, like, glad you like, had to preface that, that it was like you both were young when yeah. that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, Zane and I, my brother and I had one. And uh, one thing you never hear about with those, do you know how many batteries those things took? Like six? Oh, it was like 12. Really? It was between eight and 12. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, you either had to do that or put a, like a DC volt, like a, an adapter thing, okay. you know? Which, at that point, what's the point of it being portable then? But anyway, we had that, and there was a game that we had that was, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a beat-em-up, and it had a bunch of superheroes. It might have been an Avenger one. But anyway, he was in it, so I remember that. I always played as Hawkeye because I just thought he looked cool. Then I also remember that my babysitter gave me a little book. It wasn't a comic book. I mean, it was like a little book, but it was a comic book, if that makes any sense. No. Like, it wasn't like a full-sized comic book. It was like a little book. <laughs> I like your little hand gesture. That has comics in it. <laughs> and it was... Captain America, but it was like his first couple adventures. Okay. And so I read it, and so I did I did know quite a bit about it from reading that. Like, I knew that, you know, it was Steve Rogers, and I knew that he had a sidekick Bucky, and I knew that he fought in World War II. Okay. So That's something. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we should probably say this anymore, because I think it's just going to become the norm. Let's go off of your notes, because, boy, howdy, you were... You were having fun last night. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we can do that. All right, let's get gone. <clears throat> Folks at the North Pole or something, they find some kind of large disc. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yes, yes. Spinny, zappy thing drills a hole. The guys go down the hole. Captain America's shield is frozen. Yeah, did you get a... Uh, I, I simultaneously got a an alien vibe... As well as a The Thing vibe. Yes, exactly. It's like they were just picking those berries mm -hmm. for this one. Did it say where they were? or 
I just wrote the North Pole because it was somewhere cold. I Antarctica or something. I'm assuming it was the Arctic. Okay. Just because they were like, ah, oh, some Russians found it. Right. And I'm just thinking, well, if they found it, then why is the Americans being called? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Now I say we're in Norway. Two guys in a castle-like place. The walls break. A guy drives up with an octopus car, which was uh, just the hood ornament was a little octopus. Yeah, it wasn't thing, like a full-blown octopus, <laughs> right? Which, which would, would have been, been great, much cooler. Um, Think of the traction. But that was just a, a way for me to remember what the car looked like, I guess. Elrond comes in and talks to Filch. <laughs> Elrond opens a coffin and takes out a cube. The Tesseract, Odin's treasure room. You want to try to decipher that one for me? Well, I can give it a shot. I think my best guess is that it is a some kind of a jewel or something that Odin had. But my question was, does that have anything to do with the big cube that Loki was trying to get his paws on in, in the Thor movie? Probably. Because it looked like just a really small version of that. Yeah. But I don't know. So I know basically about as much as you do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sometimes you make better connections than I do, so I wasn't sure. Well, I did call pretty early on, but I was like, you know what? I bet that's going to be a... I was like, I wonder if that's going to be Iron Man's right. thing. Mm-hmm. Like I called that pretty early on. You did. Filch says he can't help him find the Tesseract. Elrond says stuff about Yggdrasil. He pets a snake sculpture and pokes its eye so the little drawer <laughs> thing comes out. Elrond takes the Tesseract, we think, and then shoots Filch. Yes. Close up on the octopus thing. With blood on it. Which that was, that's good foreshadowing. Yeah? I just thought of that. Yeah, because it was a skull that was red. Oh... That was what I just came... Pew, 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 yeah. pew, pew. Yeah, pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 Steven Rogers is the main guy. He's Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> his father died uh, because of mustard gas, and his mother was a nurse. Those were important details I wrote down that never came back into play. Steven Rogers is ineligible uh, for the like army recruitment because he has asthma, I think that seems like a pretty good way out of the draft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as ways you could get out of the draft, well, asthma seems pretty good. Yeah, and I, I remembered seeing that on his sheet, they kind of zoomed past it really quick, but on it, it had things like anxious and fits of nerves and a bad heart. Like, it had a bunch of stuff on there that it listed. It wasn't just asthma. I think that was, like, the thing that the doctor said. Okay, because he's like, there was a bunch of stuff on there. Gotcha. I, I really got to ask, though, this movie did much better than the Hulk with head on body clearly not theirs. I thought it was okay. I There were a few moments that I was like, it is not moving right. <laughs> like, it doesn't look, it looks I guess weird. I didn't, I didn't notice it until you pointed it out. And even then I was like, I don't know. It, it, I mean, it was much better. Mm-hmm. But there were still a few moments that it was like, it's it's just, it's not working for me. Okay. Little video on the draft and the war and stuff. People in the movie theater. Guy wants the cartoon to start, 
And Steven Rogers tells him to shut up, so the guy beats him up in the alley. Yep. Suited guy comes by and says, pick on someone your own size. Suited guy is headed out for England. Steven says he should be going, and he really wants to be in the army for some reason. Or the military in some some way. I guess that's not necessarily the army. I don't know things about the military. I mean, I'm assuming it's the army. Yeah. Steven and Suited Guy are in the world of tomorrow. Papa Stark is just as big of a douche as Tony. He's such a douche. <laughs> but not I didn't think he was as bad as Tony, but we also weren't following him. Like That's we true. didn't we didn't see him all the time. But um but the thing that I was like, he walked out and there were scantily clad women dancing around a car. Of course. I mean, if you can afford the scantily clad women, then why not? I mean, I feel like you could spend your money on so I mean, many, that, so that car things. didn't work. Yeah. The car he was showing off didn't maybe spend them more money on research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not part of his payroll or <laughs> his accountants or anything. <laughs> yeah. So Papa Stark has the hover car and it doesn't work. Steven wants to get recruited. He tells his friends goodbye. Oh, he like leaves that spot because he sees a recruitment center kind of thing so he runs in there is this where he like very grown worthily stares in that one there's like that picture thing you can stand on a ledge and see it's like a mirror and you can Mm -hmm. see your face in it yeah and he's like too short yeah yeah so good sitting at the doctor's office guy comes in asking if he wants to kill nazis he says he doesn't want to kill anyone but he doesn't like bullies doctor says maybe we need a little guy or i guess maybe he's not a doctor Steven Rogers is a soldier. <laughs> like, how weird of a response is that, though? Do you want to kill people? No. I, unless they're bullies. And then I'll totally kill them. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, he didn't answer the question. No, he sure didn't. Because this dude kills a lot of people. Yeah. Like, he's one of the superheroes that... That was one thing I kind of noticed in this movie. He is very much okay with killing people. Oh, yeah. Which mm-hmm. makes sense given the time period. Mm-hmm. Evil guy base in a mountain. Dobby and Elrond. Elrond opens that glowy box. Dobby puts on sunglasses. You remember those cool goggles? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, made a, I made a point to point those out. Yes. Elrond puts a glowy thing inside another thing. Lots of blue electricity. Blue glowy thing in a box. This will change the world? Question mark? Yeah, they really did not set up what the hell this thing is. I think my problem is that I'm just thinking too much and I'm trying to figure things out and I'm just like, okay, he put a thing and a thing and the thing happened and that's really just how, like, I just need to enjoy it instead of being like, what's going on? Yeah, you kind of had a little meltdown like four minutes into the movie. Sure did. When you just paused it and you're like, Graham, what the hell is going (laughs) on? And I was like, what do you mean? I just don't understand this and it's making me mad. Yeah. I was like, here's what's happening. And it was exactly what you thought was happening. Yep. And then like three seconds later, they explained everything. I was also very tired and grumpy. So give me a little, give me a little bit. Agent Carter puts up with some sexist bullshit. But she, uh, one thing I've noticed about the women superheroes in this movie, they're pretty badass. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's a superhero or she becomes one. I don't know that I liked her her that much i didn't dislike her but i think she could have been written better yes yeah 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 so far though 
Black Widow. Oh, yeah. And, like, she's pretty close. Get me some Black Widow. Guy comes in to say he has the best men, so we're going to win the war. Rogers is having a bad time in boot camp or whatever. He's getting bullied. Men try to climb a pole to get a flag. It's very slippery. Is that a euphemism? Uh, it is now. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so basically the colonel or general or whatever, I don't know things about the military, whatever, the the head guy stops them (laughs) in the middle of like a run or a march or something. They're like, if anyone can climb or get the flag from the this flagpole then they can get a ride back with agent carter and so all these masculine dudes are just like trying to climb up this flagpole and here comes rogers and he just like pulls some pins out of the bottom and the flagpole falls and then he gets a ride back with Which, agent carter like i understand why they did that yeah but that I do was too. like because they were trying to show that that he can use his brains rather than right. his brawn. Because he's he's a he's, he's a weak dog. little man. So small. And I just keep thinking though, like, could they have done a better? Like, there should have been a something different. Because that just to me was kind of weak. Because I just keep because the guy's like nobody's ever been able to do that. Like you're telling me that no person mm-hmm. in however long you've been doing this has ever thought to do. Like I work with children, they're gonna try to find loopholes day one. Oh yeah. So, I don't know. That just seemed... It was weird. Mm-hmm. Two guys arguing about whether to take Hodge or Rogers. Uh, one of the guys throws a grenade. Rogers gets on top of it and tells the others to get back. People smile. Army guy says he's still skinny. Do you know who Army guy is? No. That was Tommy Lee Jones. Is he a, a thing? Look, yeah. He was in a lot of movies. Such as... Uh, the one that's only coming to mind that's not, like, the kind of movies my mom liked. He was in, uh, he was, he was Two-Face in the, the old, not old, but the one from the 90s. Okay. He was also in Space Cowboys, which my mom loved because they're a bunch of, like, older (laughs) cowboyish men that she could fawn over. Sounds great, but I haven't seen it. Men in Black? It's been a long time. He wasn't Will Smith. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was the other guy? Yeah, yeah. Huh. He was Asian K, I think. He's just one of those white dudes that just blends in with everyone else, I think. He's me. he's basically, if if you need, like, you, directors are like, man, we really need Clint Eastwood, but we can't afford him. You know Tommy Lee Jones? Okay. He's not as expensive, but still really good at what he does. Makes sense to me. The doctor guy talks to Rogers, talks about Schmidt who is Elrond. So Elrond is Schmidt, but in my notes, he is still Elrond. Okay? Yeah, I get it. Okay. Elrond is convinced that something is left by the gods which could make someone a superhero, basically? Yeah. Schmidt gave himself a shot and started screaming. It wasn't... I thought he, the doctor, gave it to him. I said that he gave himself a shot. Well, I know that the doctor made the goo. Okay. He might have. I, I thought. I thought it was the the other doctor gave him that shot. I don't feel like I would have wrote gave himself a shot. 
He okay. Well, he might have given himself. (laughs) The only reason I say that is because at the very end of the movie, when they're on that giant walkway, uh, when they're on that giant walkway, Skeletor is like, "That doctor gave us both the serum, and I was his success." So I'm like, "Well, he wouldn't say he was his success if he didn't give him the shot." But you're you're probably right. But I know I do know that the doctor made the goo at least. Okay, like he's the one that developed it. Okay. Um, so that serum that he injected, see, it says serum he injected himself with in my notes. It says it amplifies everything. So whatever is good gets better and whatever is bad gets worse. Which it sounds like somebody wrote this after they had a bad trip. Is that how that works? It can, from what I hear. (laughs) Doctor makes him promise to stay who he is, a good man. Um, this is going back to Rogers, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like about to get drunk. Yeah. And then they cheers to the little little guys. Cheers to the little guys. Yeah, because he gave him like the worst backhanded compliment ever. See, I remember you making a comment about it when we watched it, but I think it went over my head. I must have been writing notes. Yeah, because he was like, like he goes, because um, I don't know if, if Steve Rogers asked him or what, but he was like, why didn't you choose somebody bigger? And he's like, because the weak man is always like, like he, I, he doesn't have power and he knows how much power is great. And so if you're weak, then you're just kind of a better person <laughs> because you're so bad at everything. If you're, if you're already great, then it's going to make you kind of a <laughs> jerk later. But if you're <laughs> shitty now, you'll be good when you're better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Essentially. Okay. I get it now. Back to Elrond's lair. Dobby says, I understand you found him. Really quick, though. The reason you're calling him Dobby, listeners, is because the guy that was him voiced Dobby. Yes. And it's not till just now when at least I picked up on his name, which was Dr. Zola. But throughout my notes, I keep calling him Dobby because it's easier for me. I can't, like... I can't keep these people's names in my brain. I just can't. Yeah, so Dobby says, I understand you found him. And Elrond says, see for yourself. More mysterious stuff. Elrond asks Dobby what he thinks of a painting. Well, do you do you know who they were talking about, though? Nope. That was the the doctor. The doctor that made the serum. Okay. Because he fled. Because remember... When the guy, he was giving him, when the doctor was giving Steve Rogers the backhanded compliment, yes. he was, first he went on that big monologue about how, I was originally from Germany, and then I fled. Because, like, I guess Hitler was like, hey, you can do the super soldier thing, you should do that for everybody. And then he was developing it, and I think he had it, and then that's why the other guy found it. Skeletor found it. And then once he injected it, the doctor fled. And so I think they wanted to try to find him so they could get some more goo. And okay. So that's why he found it. And that's why Adobe, or Dobby was like, well, why do you need him? You already have it. And you already have this other power. Do you remember that at all? No. That seemed like boring stuff, I guess. Yeah. You were kind of out of it at that point, I think. Yeah. I was wildly fascinated with <laughs> all this glad. history stuff. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. That, the person, <laughs> yeah. The whole point of that was that they were trying to find him. And then they eventually did later, which is how the guy infiltrated him okay yeah rogers and dr carter 
I don't think she's a doctor. <laughs> like, she's cool, but I don't think she's a doctor. Right. I think she's Agent Carter. Rogers and Agent Carter riding in a taxi. Store owner asks about the weather. There's a false bookcase. It's a secret entrance. Which, did, did you like? I always love those old movies where they have that coded language like that. You know what I mean? Because that was like a code, why they said that. Ah, uh, okay. Did you pick nope. up on that? Nope. So, the okay. subtleties are lost with me. Okay, the reason I... Because I think this is why I like this movie so much. Spoiler for my review. It reminded me of a James Bond movie that... Because, like, some of the James Bond... I know that you you do not care about James Bond, baby. Yeah, but, you know, maybe our listeners are. So you can continue, and I will continue to drink this wine that's right here. Okay, you do that. So, um, the, the one wine that's $3... Um, <laughs> a lot of James Bond movies, the reason I like them is because it. I think a lot of them do a really good job of mixing really like hard-boiled detective-y spy stuff with being just really goofy, which, again, you've seen how many... Have you ever seen a James Bond movie? Nope. Okay. So they have a lot of stuff like this, gadgets and technology and spies and this kind of thing. So I really dug it. And so one of the big trope in those kind of movies is they have a headquarters that's guarded by somebody, that there's like a certain line they have to say that's like a password. And so it's like, ah, the weather's great today, is what some one person will say. And then the person has to respond with, yes, but I always carry my umbrella. If they don't say that, then that's like their password. They can't get in. Okay. So like there's some movies where it's like, like have you ever heard the joke where it's like, hey, go to, go to the pizza place down at 3rd Street and ask for a pizza with extra anchovies. Yes. That's that that's that trope. Okay. That's from James Bond. No, that that the pizza thing is not from James Bond. <laughs> but I'm like that that idea of like the super clandestine spy kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. This movie as a I'm trying not to get on tangent, but this movie really reminded me of like okay, so the <laughs> the Dalton Bond movies, what was really cool about Dalton was that he he wanted to kind of ground the James Bond movies more into more darker, gritty, realistic territory. And so he took a lot of the humor out of it. I don't know where I'm going with this. This daiquiri is hitting me. Where are you going with that? Did that connect to a Captain America I'm, in some this, way? This daiquiri is hitting me, and I'm sorry. I don't remember where I was going with that. That's all right. You know what? Keep going you know on. What? This old lady yep, hit a button. We're learning facts about you, James you know, Bond. And I that's now okay. know. One strawberry daiquiri is not good to have before <laughs> we record a podcast. Or is it a great thing to have? I mean, it might be because you're going to learn all of my opinions about the James Bond series. Great, great, good. Uh, Pierce, Bros- what, Pierce Brosnan what, is clearly the best. Well, Daniel Craig is pretty good, but I really like Timothy Dalton. This is what we're really here to talk about. The show's called Unmarvelous. <laughs> uh Maybe maybe once we're done with the Marvel movies, we'll have to watch the James Bond Oh, my Bond God, ones. I would love that. I, I guess don't think sh- I would. <laughs> I guess it shows you how much I drink when one strawberry daiquiri gets me talking about James Bond. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they open this secret entrance bookcase. Yes. Kind of Scooby-Doo-esque. Or uh, James Bond. Everyone, there, there's a lot of people there, and everyone's looking at Steven. Then they continue working. The doctor guy greets Rogers and asks if he's ready. Rogers takes his shirt off, and someone says, get that kid a sandwich, <laughs> which uh, ain't cool, guys. If, you, if you're one of those people who sees a skinny person 
and you're like, that person needs to eat a cheeseburger, then you need to you need to stop. That's not cool. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Anyway, um, Doctor talks about sciencey stuff while Rogers gets a shot. Serum infusion. It seems painful. Did you did you catch the joke that they did when he was getting the shot? No. It's like they gave him a shot and he was like, ow, ow, ooh, ugh. And he's like, man, was that it? And the doctor was like, that was just the penicillin. All right. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, no. Yeah. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. He's <laughs> got a low pain tolerance. That's the joke, yeah. Mechanical whirring. Metal encloses around him. Papa Stark is saying percentages. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Stark is saying percentages. Doesn't Papa Stark look Mexican though? Kind of. Yeah, he does. That now you see A why I, I kind of thought. Yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. That throwback to our first episode. Yes. Yeah, I understand why you thought that, and maybe there is some like Latino heritage somewhere. I mean, that would be kind of cool because it, it'd be like you know coming to America and. Yeah. That would be that would be really I'd cool. I'd be all for that. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, mm. that would make sense because then There's all of his a good Tony Stark, right there. Yeah, if he was like Anthony Stark. Yes. Anyway, yeah. So he's in okay. the Iron Maiden. Yes, saying percentages. He's at seventy percent, and Steven starts yelling. The doctor says, "Kill all the reactors." Steven says, "No, I can do this." Stark says. More percentages. <laughs> so so that's funny to me because, like, he basically goes, all of the trained people are like, oh, this is not going the way we want it to. Let's shut it down. Yes. The person being experimented on is like, no, I got it. No, it's fine. And the doctors are like, all right, he says he got it. This guy's very, um, I don't know the word Charismatic. For it, sacrificial. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess that's just part of his nature or something, but it's kind of strange, I think. Which, you know, okay, let me finish my thought, and I'm going to come back to that. Okay. Because here's the the really crappy joke I was going to say. Like, if you were going to get your appendix taken out, and halfway through, the doctors are like, we got to stop, and then you come out of it, and you're like, no, you can keep going. I'm fine. Right. The doctors wouldn't be like, oh, he says he has it. he's fine, so it's fine. But the thing about Steve Rogers that I'm trying to understand is because, like, every really good hero has some kind of, you know, tragic flaw, right? Like, what's his tragic flaw? Is that he's so committed to being good? Because in the beginning, they were like, whatever ser- whatever you have, the serum is going to make whatever you have stronger. Mm-hmm. So that's why Elrond becomes Skeletor, right? Because he's, like, so evil. He's already super evil, so he's going to be even more evil. Okay. So is it, like, that he is good, and then he's so good that, like, his unwavering moral compass is going to be his downfall? Because, like, I I think that might be why he's so sacrificial. Okay. I believe you. I don't know. I think that's a weird, tragic flaw because a lot of the decisions later in the movie don't quite make much sense to me because it kind of makes him seem like an idiot later. I think we'll get to that, and I'll put a pin in that, and I'll come back to what I mean by that. The metal pod thing opens up, and Rogers is no longer a measly little man. (laughs) (laughs) Agent Carter says, how do you feel? And Steven says, taller. Well, you forgot to say that Agent Carter's like, oh, my. Oh, my. How do you feel? Now he's attractive because he's got muscles. And his packs are so big. Oh, Oh, my. my. (laughs) 
I do declare. I do declare, Stephen Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Guy pulls out a lighter. An explosion occurs. Guy shoots the doctor. Stephen runs after him. Uh, This is when the doctor does that. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You can have that if you Uh, want it. uh, So... The, the the spy shoots the doctor, and then Captain America, like, you know, now handsome bot hot face, like, runs to the doctor. He's leaning over him, and the bullet must have shot him to the point he can't talk. And so the doctor just, like, looks at him and then just, like, pokes him in the stomach a few times, and then <laughs> he dies. Heart, I think. Yeah, it's I think it's supposed heart. to be, I think it, what it was, what he was doing was, like, because earlier he's like, don't, don't change the man you are inside. <laughs> And as he was dying, he just poked him, though, because he couldn't do anything. And then Steve got really mad. Right. But it didn't work for me. It reminded me of, have you seen that cute little video of those, like, two-year-olds that are fighting over whether it's waning or sprinkling? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the kid, the, one of the girls, like, pokes the kid, and he's like, ow, you poked me in the heart. Yeah, oh, my God, that's funny. <laughs> that's what it made me think of. So the antique shop owner has a machine gun. Mm-hmm. The guy runs away. They're shooting, uh, shooting out the window with a machine gun. Explosion. Agent Carter shoots the bad guy. The guy steals a taxi. Rogers tackles Carter and then runs after the taxi. He falls into a window, leaps over a fence. Jack B. Nimble plays hopscotch on cars, gets on the taxi. Guy tries to shoot him. Guy holds the kid hostage. Mother of boy is upset. Uh, the guy throws the kid in the water. This is when the, the kid says, go get him. I can swim. Yeah, that was so <laughs> funny. Like, they had to include that. It was funny. That was good. The guy gets away in some kind of underwater vehicle. This no. is where I first started noticing the similarities between James Bond. Okay. And Rogers swims after him. Rogers catches the guy. Guy reveals he's from Hydra, which I guess is the octopus thing. Which, that's a bad logo if you're going to be Hydra. Yeah, it's more of a, like, a kraken or... It's really just an octopus. Yeah. We go to Hydra, which Elrond works for. Elrond says he's harnessed the power of the gods. Hey, baby. Yeah? I think Elrond is Hydra. He's... All of Hydra? I think he, like, without him, there's not a Hydra. (laughs) Okay. Well, all right. That makes sense. He's harnessed the power of the gods. People he's talking to says he's mad. He decimates the crap out of one of them. Two of them. Three of them. Dobby hesitantly says, hail Hydra. Well, I think this is important to know when Hydra officially breaks off from the Nazis. Because I think until that point, he was like, yeah, I'll work with Hitler. But I think it was just because they had the the means. Like, like the Nazis had the money and the funds and stuff to help him get to what he needed. Like, it was just a means to an end for him. Okay. And then they were like, Hitler's going to stop funding you. Oh, really? I will just kill all of you then. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah, so this says Hydra is a cult that worships Elrond. Stark and Carter are going after Schmidt, who is Elrond. 
Rogers wants to go, but the guy says nope. Another guy says he shouldn't be hidden in a lab. He promotes him to be an American hero. So he's just this, like, star-spangled man with a plan in this weird play thing like to a traveling, recruit more yeah. people for the military. Which was right. really common back then, yeah. They'd have traveling shows. Yeah, it says, um, and by it says, I mean, I said last night, travels around with this show, different cities, punches a Nazi every time, so at least there's that. Not just a Nazi, the Nazi. Only one? Well, Hitler. Was it Hitler? Yeah, it was. he had the little Hitler mustache. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he had this, the emo hair and the Hitler mustache. Okay, if you say so. I'll just go ahead and read this off. Um, Speaks to soldiers. They say, bring back the girls. Soldiers are dicks and throw stuff at him. Tomatoes? Girls are back and they're happy. Yeah, because, like, I think what it was showing was how successful he was seemingly being, like, on the surface going. Because he was kind of, like, building his confidence. Because in the beginning, he was reading cue cards off the back of a shield. And then it showed how, like, at the end of it, he didn't need it. And then he went to, like, a USO show where he went to the troops. This is when I wrote, Steve's a pretty good artist. Yeah, I noticed that, that too, yeah. monkey guy was yeah. the monkey. Yeah. He was pretty good. Carter talks to him about he's meant for more than this. This was, okay, so this is where, I, to take the pen out, this is what I was talking about, his hero, his tragic flaw. Because Carter was, like, almost getting after him because she was like, you can either be in a lab somewhere or be on stage. And the thing that confused me was that, so if he, his morals are so big that he can only do the thing for the, like the best thing, like he's so set in his ways, you know, his moral compass is always pointing towards right. Like why are the, that his, why is that his only two options? Yeah. Lots that's, of other options. Yeah. That's what I didn't understand is that like his tragic flaw made him only either help sell war bonds or be in a lab. Yeah. I, that just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I agree. But I, I, I don't know what to add to that. Yeah, I mean, so, unless he was just like, if he really believed, like, yeah, well, you know, war bonds go up 12%. But even when he said it, he was like, yeah, I kind of believe it, but I don't really believe it. Mm-hmm. So why would his tragic flaw be that if he, if like whatever he believes is not exemplified, then wouldn't he like not lie to himself? Yeah. Because wouldn't that then be his tragic flaw? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I feel like he would be like, screw you guys. I'm going to go. Right. In the war, which he does. But like, it seems like there's a bit there where he's like, I don't know, guys. I'm going to pretend to beat up Hitler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she gets after him like he had a choice. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Carter talks about 107th, which is where his buddy was, the suited guy from earlier. Well, it was the, it's, it's where he was in. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I thought you said something Was I not clear about that? It sounded like you said it like it was a street. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he was on a 107th. Yeah, he's on 107th Street. He's fine. 107th by Austria. Yeah, he's good. Just go pick him up. <laughs> he needs some pizza. I love the wrist movement you're doing right now. Some it's like, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> so Steve hears about his friend and then hopes to save him. 
Carter, Stark, and Rogers are in a plane. People are shooting at it. He jumps out of the plane. Yeah, this is where he basically promoted himself to captain. Right. Because she's like, you don't have the authority to tell me. And he's like, like, hell I do. I'm a captain. <laughs> and then he kind of like paused and looked at her and then he jumped out of the plane. Yeah. I mean, if that's how you got to do it, I guess that's how you do it. More blue glowies at Elrond's crib. Dobby increasingly hesitant about anything Elrond says. Captain America in enemy territory. Oh, that was a separate note. But anyway. <laughs> well, they're both correct, next. yes. Yeah. Rogers says he's knocked out Hitler 200 times, which was haha because. Yeah, because the other people are like, do you have a plan? Yeah, I do. I've knocked out an actor a bunch of times. Uh, <laughs> they're like, okay. Fighting and shooting, fire, headlocks, that decimating weapon that Elrond had. Elrond presses alarm, more guns and stuff, tanks, soldiers, running, whacking, kicking. You're describing my seventh hour. Womp, womp. Elrond sees Captain America and says, our forces are outmatched. So he sets off a bomb. It's like a little timer thing. We just assumed it was a bomb. Yeah, I think it's like a self, several self-destruct bombs. Yeah. Elrond grabs the blue lantern. Dobby starts packing up. Captain America finds his friend. Rogers punches Elrond. His eye is all wonky. He peels his face off. It's a red version of Jim Carrey's The Mask. Red Skull. I do wonder, though, if where and how the circumstances by which he rescued Bucky come back to play. Because it wasn't just like a jail cell. So I'm thinking they experimented on him. Oh. So I wonder if he comes back. Okay. Even though there was always the old joke that, like, he's one of the only characters that has died and stayed dead. Okay. But at least in the comics for a long time. I, I don't know if he did in the movies or not. Captain America and friend play an intense game of hot lava. <laughs> Steve's got ups. D- okay, I wanna, I'm just curious about this. Does, did that scene, just, just rewind just a little bit, the scene with Captain America and, and Skeletor, mm-hmm. did that remind you of another movie, a really famous scene? Because it reminded me of a really famous, like the, the where they were at and kind of the same location. Was it like Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. It was The Last Jedi. Okay. Or not The Last Jedi, the Return of the, no, not Return of the Jedi. The one that, the not the newest one, but the one before that. The Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers when Han Solo dies. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't pick up on that initially, or I probably would have wrote it in my notes somehow. But um, when you asked that, I was immediately like, wait, yeah. It Star really Wars, looked like I that, didn't like it? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't picture the exact scene, but I'm like, this does seem like Star Wars. Yeah, it, like weirdly like Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Which they all are owned by the same company now. Yeah. I have proclaims Roger's dead, but he and a bunch of dudes come back to the base. Applause. They don't that just come back Tom- to the base. They like come back to the base with all the weapons and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was Tommy Lee Jones. He said that was Yeah, he, he was like Steve Yeah, cuz it seemed like he was about to fire Peggy Carter or something. Okay. And then they like waltzed in. Friend says, let's hear it for Captain America. Cheers. Applause. He gets a medal, but he doesn't show up for it. Captain America suggests going back to where they came from, and folks are up for it for some reason. Well, I don't think it's where they came from. 
Because remember, because remember, he, I thought he was like, we need to go back. I don't think quite so. Because remember, he like looked at the map for like a split second, and then he was like writing down where all the bases were. If you say so. Do you not remember that? Because you even made a, a comment. You were like, really? Do you not remember that? No. Yeah, he like when he was rescuing Bucky, he looked at a map, and there were like bases marked on the map, and mm. then. When he was supposed to get the medal, but he wasn't there, he was looking at a giant table, and he was marking down where those bases were, and he was like, but I only got to look at it for, like, a split second. But he memorized, like, where eight bases were. I don't remember that. And I think what they were saying is, like, so we know where the base is because we interrogated Dobby. Okay. Right? I guess. I'm pretty sure. I believe you. Do you? You're better at remembering things from movies than me, so yeah, I do. That's what all my student loans are for. Huzzah! Agent Carter says the thing about needing the right partner for dancing. That came up earlier, and... You know, if you've watched the movie, you know what that means. I don't need to explain it, right? Because blah. Yeah. Stark is working on something technology-related... There's a woman flirting with Captain America, and Agent Carter catches them, and she gets all upset. Because at this point, there's supposed to be, like, a love. Yeah. It does not work Because of all. that, um, need the right partner for dancing. Like, it's just, like, really, like, do you see anything romantic between them at all? I think that's the point, is that, it, yeah. it, like, when they're in the car, he's like, she's like, you don't know how to talk to women, and he's like... Yeah, because I just, you know, I just, I just, like, I'm not good at it. So I was like, why? I'm just going to work on myself. And I think she's supposed to be like, wow, that's really commendable. And then kind of falls in love with him, even though he's a scrawny, skinny man. Scrawny, and then he becomes, like, beautiful. Man. And then she's yes. like, and oh, whoa, wait, knows. hold on. Now you're, now you're mm-hmm. worth it. Okay, okay. Papa Stark tells Captain America about prototypes and technology and stuff. There's a shield prototype. Captain likes the shield. Carter shoots him. She is not stable. Well, that wasn't the shield that he originally was trying to get him to take, though. Because, like, there were, he, like, Stark made, specifically made, like, three shields for him to choose from. Yeah, I never said that. Did I say that? It sounded like you said he made him a prototype. He said he was talking about how it was a prototype. Oh, I'm, so- I'm sorry. I'm up. sorry. I, I misheard you. Sorry. Okay. I, like... I just said that there's a shield prototype, oh, okay. but I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it, I I understand why you took it that way. Yeah, yeah, because it was like it was on the bottom of a shelf, <laughs> like precariously sticking out, and he's like, "What about what that about one? The one that you're and not he's like, planning oh, you me. mean the one that has the most like rare metal known to mankind? That's just a prototype. You wouldn't want it. Oh, you the the one that like absorbs all vibrate. You wouldn't you wouldn't want that one. Uh huh. Um, this is when I wrote, why does he get a uniform? Yeah, I remember you saying that, and I still don't, I don't have an answer. Like, he would just stick out, you'd think, among the rest of the people who are fighting. Wouldn't they try to attack the guy that looks like Captain America? But I also wonder, though, if that's also kind of what they were wanting. Because, like, I also think about how, you know, in some, in some battles like, old battles, they would have a, you know, like, a band would play in front to let people know they're coming. That's true. So I don't know if it's, like, they would see them and be, like, the bad guys would see his shield and be, like, oh, shit, Captain America's here, and it would make them scared. That's the only thing I can think of. 
Okay. But in in clandestine, like, circumstances doesn't make any sense, Mm -hmm. which seems like more of what they do. This is also when we were asking about whether his shield was, like, some kind of boomerang. I don't understand. He's just getting lucky that it's bouncing back to him. The only thing I can think of is that Stark was like, it absorbs all vibrations. So I'm like, if he throws it, does it absorb that and bounce? I don't don't understand it. I don't get it. Okay. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Maybe one of you two listeners could maybe give us some insight on that or tell us that you don't know as well. That's fine. Just make us feel better. Yeah. Montage of Captain America using his shield and jumping and stuff. Explosions. Red Skull is mad about stuff. Captain America and crew ride down a zipline and jump on a train. Okay, this is where um, there was so much just gun violence that I just started writing a bunch of POWs (laughs) to, like, so they're on the train and people are shooting at each other. Yeah. And so I just started writing POW for every time that a gun was shot. About how many POWs do you have? You know, I, I will just go ahead and dramatically read these POWs. They're on the train. Pow, 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 punch. Pow, 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 pow. Pow, 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 pow. Pow, 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 pow. Pow, 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 pow. Pow, 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 pow. Pow, 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 pow. Two big pows, more pows. Hits with his shield, climbing on the outside of the train. Bucky falls off the train and into a gorge. Dobby looks at some blood. A man enters. He comes bearing broccoli and steak. He talks about the steak. Dobby doesn't eat red meat. It hurts my stomach. Red Skull's got an army and drinks some schnapps and says, Hail Hydra. Captain America can't get drunk, I guess. He tells Agent Carter about it. Captain America has a new motive to go after Hydra because of his little friend. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Captain America rides a motorcycle. Folks are after him, zapping him with motorcycles. This was another moment where I'm like, oh, this motorcycle is straight up (laughs) James Bond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He has fire on the back of the motorcycle. There's a Wilhelm scream at an hour and 32 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Explodes a tank, evil Knievel stuff, jumps off the motorcycle. Captain America goes in and keeps beating people up. Can you pause just for a second? Because yeah, I'm, I'm pretty like, sure. Notes, 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 notes. So. Because I'm pretty sure his motorcycle had a bomb in it because he jumped off the motorcycle and then it went into that building bunker thing and exploded. So my question is, how much of a bad idea is it that Captain America, it reminds me a lot of Double Dutch. Because, like, he spent all of this time crafting this perfect plan. He has a motorcycle that's literally a bomb. <laughs> and he's driving it through enemy territories with guns that can literally vaporize you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems a little too, like, it, it just seems too risky. Like, he's, like, in, it seems too risky in something that he can't control. Right. Like, he can control himself. So he can control his jumping and dodging and diving and dipping, right? But if his motorcycle gets hit... Dodge, dip, (laughs) dive, and dodge. (laughs) But, like, if his motorcycle gets hit, he can't control how his his motorcycle dodges. 
You know what I mean? It just doesn't seem it doesn't that that part didn't make sense to me because he was putting too much faith in his motorcycle. Now that just reminded me. I have a memory with dodgeball. Have I told you about this? Uh, is it when you went to the movies? Yeah. They, I, I, I mean, it rings a bell, but I can't remember it. Okay, brief pause. Maybe I'll keep this. Maybe I won't. That's the magic of editing. That's the magic of editing. That's the power of GarageBand. <laughs> so, when I was in high school, I had a boyfriend. Get this guy. When I was like 14 or 15. How's it going with him? Uh, pretty good. Pretty or good. her boyfriend okay um, yeah you said that yeah i was just trying to be progressive uh, yeah i appreciate that but it was it was a male who i believe identifies as a how male. did you know i'm not sure <laughs> oh yeah i don't know so we had this plan to go to the movies to see the day after tomorrow and you know we're 14 or 15 so we couldn't drive yet so our parents both dropped us off at the movies so we could go to the movies together and we're going to see day after tomorrow, right? So there's three, three or four people in line, and they're all going to see Dodgeball. So they ask the ticket person to, for tickets to Dodgeball, and then they go in. And then it's our turn, and this guy that I've been going out with for two days. <laughs> so you say it's pretty serious. Pretty serious. Uh, says... Can I get two tickets for dodgeball? I was like, oh, I thought we were seeing day after tomorrow. I didn't say anything because I'm a quiet little bean, right? So I'm like, okay, maybe I misunderstood. I thought we were seeing day after tomorrow, but maybe we went to see dodgeball. It's fine. It's fine. We go in there. So like 15 minutes into this movie, this guy goes, like, he leans over to me. He goes, this isn't day after tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like it was your fault that, it, that like, <laughs> dummy, this is not the movie we were going to see. I don't think so. I think he was just like, oh, this isn't the movie we were going to see. That's and funny. Like, the, you, you didn't realize this right away when everyone's talking about Dodgeball? Yeah. Like, I don't remember how that movie starts out, but it's definitely not an apocalyptic movie. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal is definitely not in that movie. Yeah. I remember that movie was like... That movie I do kind of like, which is weird because isn't Will Ferrell in that? Uh, or am I? He? Whoa, sorry. I just totally, wow, wow. Graham.exe is not responding. I just mixed that movie up with old old school. Okay. In my head. Okay. Yeah, different movies. Because, well, both of them seem like Will Ferrell movies. They do. They do. And I very famously do not like Will Ferrell. Yeah. And it's like that movie seems very Will Ferrell-y. It does. Who's, who's the yeah. main guy in um, Dodgeball? Vince Vaughn was in it, I think. Oh, and so he's like the off-brand Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. He's kind of more... He hasn't been in a lot of stuff yeah. lately. Basically, since like Wedding Crashers, he hasn't really been in a lot of stuff. Right, right. Any hoozle. So... What, how's what Captain about, doing? What about Captain America? I just have here, Captain America goes in and keeps beating people up. Captain America is surrounded. The enemies take him in. And uh, he meets Red Skull. Captain says he's just a kid from Brooklyn. And Red Skull hits him. He gets his guns out. Some guys zip line and try to get Red Skull. Lots of shooting. Red Skull gets into a captain's chair kind of thing and does some beeps and boops. More zapping and shooting. 
more Captain America leaping and stuff. Does a George of the Jungle kind of thing. <laughs> runs, <laughs> runs very quickly. Gets in the car. Oh, yeah, because that's the moment where I looked at you and I was like, because he did the George of the Jungle thing, and then literally a, a cut later, he's just running, and there's no chain. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Not great. Not great with the continuity, but that's fine. I can forgive that. Uh, he gets in a car. Red Skull notices the car. Because it's his car. They're driving. Red Skull's driving. They're all driving faster. They have to kiss Jesus Christ. Not <laughs> not Red Skull and Captain America. Although I'd ship it. But Captain America and... Uh, Carter. Carter. Not Dr. Carter. Yeah, <laughs> and, Carter. and not Tommy Lee Jones. Because he makes a Tommy joke Lee about it. I'm not kissing you. Mm-hmm. Captain America moves toward Red Skull's plane thing. He jumps and catches it. Car with the colonel guy and Agent Carter stops at the edge of cliff. Captain America enters Red Skull's plane thing. It's got a New York bomb. Nice of him to label them. (laughs) Enemies attack. People keep falling down the bomb holes. Really quick. Which might not be bomb holes. I think it's like the pod... The what is it? Man, I can't think. The the pod bay doors? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? I don't know. The pod bay doors? Or am I totally... Do I look like I know about airplanes? <laughs> um, well, it... Never mind. Um, one thing I do want to say before I forget, as I said this in the movie, but you had you were just like kind of slack-jawed and didn't know what I was talking about, so maybe the two people listening might. Mm-hmm. The bad guys, the stormtroopers who are just about as good of a shot as the regular stormtroopers are. Not like the Nazi stormtroopers, but like the Star Wars stormtroopers. They looked really, really close to the guards in Half-Life 2. That means nothing to you, but nope. I wanted to at least put that out there. There it is. Anyway. It is out there. With the with the pod bay doors. Okay. Uh, Captain America gets in a plane. Apparently, he knows how to fly. And that's the thing that I don't understand. At what point did he not only learn how to fly a plane, but also, he can, like, do these really intense strategic military operations with his zero, zero percent military training. You are getting very aggressive. Because it doesn't make sense. And you need to calm down. Baby, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> this is where this yeah, movie I don't, loses me. I don't me. get it either. This is where this movie loses me. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So Captain America flew right into Red Skull's plane, and then, yeah, this is when I said, maybe those things weren't bombs. They were just planes? That looked a lot like bombs. Yeah, I don't know. Captain America starts sneaking around on tiptoes. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't he kind of? (laughs) I mean, basically. But, like, how would they not feel the bomb, like, hitting, or the plane hitting the, the small plane hitting the bigger plane? Yeah, I don't know. Red Skull kicks him in stuff. They fight. The plane thing goes down. They're still fighting. Physics are wild. Red Skull fixes it. Captain America zaps something and Red Skull gets upset about his cue. He screams, as all masculine figures do. Don't know where Red Skull went. (laughs) Did he basically just zod out? Like, I'm wondering if he's going to come back later or if he literally just got, got shot into space somewhere and then died. It seems like one of those endings for a bad guy where they're like, we're going to kind of make it really vague, so if we need a villain Mm -hmm. in a pinch, we can just throw out Red Skull. Right. 
He's going to come out saying, somebody stop you know, me. Red Skull sounds like tobacco. I, I guess. Because Skull is a tobacco brand. Never mind. Keep going. That was a thing. Back oh. home, back in the rural uh, northwestern Kansas, they would have. I don't know why that sounds way too southern. Keep, you can cut this, please. Keep going. Okay. Roger's on the plane heading to New York. People will die if he tries to land safely. Sad romantic moment, I guess. It this lasted so long. This this scene where they're like, it's so bad. Can you? Maybe we'll no, maybe we'll dance later. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, because remember, like you wanted to dance. Remember that one moment? Yeah, I do remember. Like maybe, it was just so long. Never have you wanted to dance, but you were waiting for the right partner. It's it it seemed, it reminded me of like a student that has a word count, and they just keep adding yeah. more like prepositions and conjunctions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the there's the whole I'm gonna need a rain check on that dance, and they make a date, but he ain't gonna show up. Oh, no, he ain't going to show up. He ain't going to show up. Then I wrote Captain America in Ice. Explorers find the cube, including Papa Stark. Yeah, they find, yeah, yeah. Because the cube did an alien where it melted through the whole ship and just, like, fell straight down in the water. Oh, right, 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 right. Agent whatever looks fondly at Steve's picture as a scrawny little man. Boys (laughs) role play as Captain America. That was weird. That scene was stupid. There was no reason for that scene. Rogers wakes up to baseball. He's in a recovery room. He asks where he really is because he was at the game that's playing. He runs and starts shoving people, runs out into New York, running with traffic. Nick Fury is there. They have stopped all the traffic in New York. He's been asleep for 70 years. The end is, I had a date. Boo. Boo. Okay, so what did you think about Captain America? I tried to go into this movie with a pretty open mind because if you listened to last episode, then you know that I was pretty like not looking forward to this movie just because I knew there was like some history involved and which Amy famously hates anything history related. Yes, and just I was concerned about, like, blind patriotism and stuff like that. Just with, like, Captain America, that just sounds like, ah, yeah, patriotism, yes. So I tried to go in with an open mind. Uh, I still was pretty bored with it, really. I just wasn't interested in this character. Um, I thought Agent Carter could have been pretty cool, but she wasn't. I'm trying to think of anyone, like, I guess Red Skull was kind of cool. I don't know. In general, I, much like Thor, I was just kind of bored with it. So I think I would give it uh, another 4 out of 10 for me. How that about makes you? sense. I, I kind of figured you'd, you'd think that way. I, on the other hand, love history. I love historical fiction. This kind of stuff really is my jam. Overall, I yeah, this movie was great. I... So far, in my opinion, this is the best Marvel movie we've seen so far, which I know that's not a very long list. It was not a perfect movie by any means. There still were a lot of problems with it. They Marvel, they cannot write a romance to save their lives. It's awful. It's real bad. But I loved the historical context. I really liked... I'm a really big fan of World War II 
stories that involve the Nazis exploring like magic and the occult. Because while it also reminded me of James Bond, it also reminded me of Hellboy a lot. So I really liked that. I think that the the weird beginning where they like set up that it's in the future and then they rewinded it didn't I didn't think that was necessary. I also think Agent Carter could have been more fleshed out, like you said. She could have been as cool as Black Widow, mm-hmm. but it just didn't really work to me. I think they got way better actors in this movie than all the other movies we've seen so far. Like, there's way there's more A list, really good actors in this. I would give this movie. I'm gonna go big on this one. Oh, oh. yeah, and I'm doing this because I don't like. I'm. It's. It is, in my opinion, the best we've seen so far. I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Okay. I would give it higher, but I don't know what's coming. What's coming, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling. I just keep thinking I'm gonna like the Spider-Man movies a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I'd give it a, a solid eight out of ten. Like I could see myself watching this movie again, and I don't think I'd do that with the other ones. Okay. So what is next on the list, research department? I believe beep up boop boop beep up boop boop boop. You usually do the beep. It's a very long research. Oh. Um The Avengers is next. Oh man, are you excited? No, not at all. I'm sure it's just Hulk Smash and Iron Man being a dick and else? I mean, Captain America is just being a weirdo and more Hulk smash. I don't know. Ah! <laughs> probably pew, 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 pew. Pow, pow, There's probably going to be a lot of pew, pew, pews and a lot of pow, 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 pow. Pow, 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 pow. That's what I'm predicting for the Avengers. I think you're probably pretty accurate. Yeah. I, again, I'm going to try to go in with an open mind. I do like, isn't Mark Ruffalo... Yeah, I think this is when Edward Norton dropped out. Yeah, so I I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Who doesn't love Mark Ruffalo? Exactly. He's a He's dreamy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, maybe he'll maybe he'll get things going and maybe Pepper Potts will get in that darn iron suit. I doubt it. She'll she'll do it sometime. (sighs) And then I'll tell you. Then I'll waggle my finger and I'll be like, I told you. Keep dreaming. Well, is that it? I guess that's it. All right. Thanks for listening. Later, taters. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments or questions or anything else without spoilers, feel free to email us at unmarvelouspodcast at gmail.com. We also have some social media set up. We have an Instagram at unmarvelouspodcast and a Twitter at unmarvelouspod. Later, nerds. So this after credit scene, I felt like I was like shortchanged mm-hmm. because it, it literally was just a trailer. Yeah. I mean, there was a little bit before the tr- the trailer, though. Like a little tiny. Yeah, it was like 10 seconds of him boxing. Of yeah, Captain America been... boxing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Each, each, it's felt really weird because each post credit scene up to this point was like, 
oh, here's a thing that's going to happen. And this one was just straight up like, hey, guys, pay attention, because next summer is going to be a big old movie. Yeah. It was kind of It was pretty bad. Bizarre. It was not. Yeah. I didn't. I was like, really? Not necessary. Yeah. Because everybody was going to expect that. Mm-hmm. For shame, Marvel. For shame. For shame. Should we call it? Yeah, we should go eat some pizza.